What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome to the Weekend Must Watch on Intercut, where we wade our way through the week in theaters, streaming, and on demand. I'm your co-host, Arturo, and coming all the way from the motherland, the people who made Fauna. He is all the way across the globe, and somehow we have better internet connection this time. Zach, <laughs> say what's up. Hey, what's going on? It's really fun to hear you do the intro for a change, uh, switching seats in the car or whatever. But yeah, I, I'm just astounded at the wonders of the digital age, and that somehow... Our connection seems better than sometimes when I'm in the same country as you. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you said it's really Israeli. Israeli, yeah. For the first time, we actually have, we have a good internet connection. Zach's uh, overseas. He's going to be traveling nonstop for like nonstop. Like I think it goes Three through weeks? all of September. <laughs> After he's done over there, he's going to come to uh. TIFF. He's not going to be in America for like a month. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a little while, but we're we're here. We're, we're making it happen. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to have as much to talk about this week, but giving you the meet weekend must watch regardless. Yeah, I'm here covering the weekly stuff uh, while Zach obviously is going to have all the TIFF coverage coming up right after that. Even when he's back home, he's going to have the New York coverage. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a lot of stuff. But of course, we are here covering mm-hmm. what we do every week on what we're watching. The series where we go through all of the stuff that's out on streaming and theaters. And we're going to do it a little differently today because we have such limited stuff. We're going to save a lot of the big ones for when Zach comes back back but nonetheless i wanted to go through the top 10 things doesn't mean everything's top but nonetheless the top Mm -hmm. 10 features and movies that we saw this week uh hopefully zach didn't see this first one i'm starting off with me time the newest netflix movie with (laughs) Uh kevin hart and mark Wahlberg. uh you know every month you're gonna get a movie with one of these two in this uh and i feel like netflix has been the place where if comedies um are not funny Streaming is the perfect place for them to go to. This is a movie in where two <laughs> friends are always doing these crazy adventures, and the crazy one continues to, to do said crazy adventures while one of them has settled down. That tends to be Kevin Hart's MO, his shtick, for the last three Netflix movies that he's had. Um, yeah, this is a movie that tries to be really outrageous. It comes from a director that I think has made funny movies in the past, and sadly, a lot of theatrical stuff isn't going his way. So the streaming market has been a place where you can make a lot of jokes that may not hit in theaters so streaming has been a place to be able to put that stuff in i would not recommend this movie over even his previous one which was the man from toronto um not much happens in this movie other than crazy gags and i have noticed that they like to do the same bits over and over again um the only person Mm -hmm. i will shout out here is regina because she's about to be in another recommendation that we have for this week and then also i don't know if you know (laughs) too much about this dude andrew santino He's usually I don't a, think I do. He's a pretty good supporting actor in a bunch of stuff. He's in Dave, where I think he was hilarious. He's been in a couple uh, little cameos mm. in movies. Um, I say watch it for him. Keep an eye out for him. So if there's one recommendation I could give for Me Time is don't watch Me Time. Watch out for Andrew Santino. He's pretty funny. <laughs> a lot of the roles that he's in. Yeah, it's, it, it feels like a lot of these Kevin Hart comedies are starting to like blend, blend? together and, and look alike. Just it's same character. <laughs> same character all the time, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Guy gets dragged into situation he doesn't (laughs) want to be in. Always has beautiful wife he just wants to come home to, but there's always yeah, yeah, there's always something there. Um, One that was a little bit muscly friend, always a muscly friend. Um, Speaking of muscly friends, Samaritan. 
your boy said uh, I did a little cameo in Guardians of the Galaxy, but Prime <laughs> means a superhero movie. Um, we have a superhero yeah. film starring Sylvester Stallone um, as this kind of like hero where everybody thinks he's dead, but there's one kid, Javon Wanna. Many of you know him as Ashtray. He believes not. I think I know who this guy <laughs> is, uh, and I'm going to hound him down. And through you know crazy circumstances, they end up becoming really good friends. This is like a hmm. 2000s like rental that you would get that would suffice for the evening. But now I feel like you need a little more. You can even tell because if you're looking at the yeah. trailer right there, Ashtray looks so young. And this would be because he filmed like right at the beginning of Euphoria season one, which is why he comes out like such a little kid. And we've seen him in season two already and he already looks older. We've seen him in Umbrella Academy. They've been sitting on this one for a minute. Right. Um, it had a day and date release. So it's in theaters somewhere, but not here in Chicago. Um, but it's everywhere on Prime. Again, I think Prime is a perfect place if you wanted to watch this. I'm sure if you're an old head who likes Sylvester Stallone, it's not going to be up there with his other action movies. But... It's got some kooky characters. Our boy, right here, Moises Arias, he's playing like yeah. this over-the-top little pump-type character. Um, I, I believe he's from Game <laughs> of Thrones, the other guy who ends up becoming like the, the, the bad guys, the gang leaders who are trying to figure out who Samaritan is because he still has a secret identity. Mm. But it's really a movie that's uh, just between uh, Sylvester Stallone and Juana because he also, like, before being an actor, he was a boxer. So I feel being under the steward of Rocky was really what this all mm -hmm. is. Like this is them for the first time meeting up. And I, I feel like Sylvester really wants to have a uh, producing role and kind of like nurture talent underneath them. So it feels like one of totally. those movies where it's just him getting to know each other. And instead of them just going out, they're like, let's film a movie to get to know each other. Put it on Prime. Call it a day. Um, so if you're curious on this yeah. one, Prime has better superhero stuff. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> you're right, uh, by the way, the Game of Thrones thing. That's the man Euron Greyjoy in this movie, too. Uh, something about the trailer has like an old school action-y vibe yes. to it. Like maybe like a walking tall. Is it, is it closer to movies like that than the yes. superhero genre? Yes, and it wants to be those movies. And it figured like if I right. can't just mimic those movies, it won't come off as a copy if I sprinkle a little superhero juice in it. But what's funny is like you're mentioning those movies and they're, they're superheroes too. They just don't say that. <laughs> you know, they just come off as like The Rock is this really yeah. strong guy. Exactly. All right. Jack Reacher is just here to beat everybody up. Literally. So if you're curious on that, uh, I've seen Sylvester do better punches in other movies. But Samaritan, out on yeah. Amazon Prime, coming in my number nine spot. Cool. At number eight, we do have a theatrical release, The Invitation. This is a wow. movie that spoils the entire thing in the trailer, so I'm just going to skip that right there. We made the joke last week. It's playing in theaters, but it's playing completely on <laughs> YouTube. Uh, I went into this movie. <laughs> Uh, kind of interested in it. I wanted to see Masande in a leading role. We've seen her in the Fast and Furious movies, mm -hmm. but I wanted to see what she could carry. Speaking and of Game of Thrones. I'm telling you, they leave the twist for an hour and five minutes into the movie. You're just coasting <laughs> along with it. But under a minute in the trailer, they've told you what happens. There's this big dinner scene, and I think it blows its load. So if you are curious on this movie, I'm, I guess I'm not going to spoil it. But I feel like everybody knows what the premise of the movie is. But for an hour, it plays it off yeah. like a Jane Austen romance. And they're like trying to get to know each other. Uh, Nathalie plays this character who does a like 23andMe type of test. So she figures that yeah. uh, she's going to go overseas and she's going to, you know, 
join her long lost family uh, who she never knew. But she notices that there's some weird stuff happening in this castle. She sees that some of these people may not be the way that they are. There's mirrors missing. There's a bunch of different designs and mm. statues. And I say that there's potential in this movie if it wasn't for the fact that it it feels like it's holding a there's twist. There's no garlic in the kitchen. <laughs> Literally. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it falls apart mainly because of its trailer blowing a lot of it away. But I think that uh, if you go into it blank, you may enjoy it more. Right. Um, That's what I wanted to ask you, actually. Like, obviously, this trailer completely kneecapped this movie. But, like, let's say this was a Midnight Madness movie at TIFF and you got in, got to walk into it completely blank. Yeah. Do you think you would have liked it? I think they should have pitched it as, like, is there is this a haunted house place, right? Is there something else going mm-hmm. on? So while she's doing right. her Jane Austen falling in love, it's a lot like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. You know, like, when they did that and they realized, ooh, it's a love story, but what if we added the supernatural element? Have Mm. that here and have her falling in love with this guy and you leave the clues there and then have that big (laughs) shocking twist that's spoiled in the trailer. Uh, I like their performances in it. I liked a lot of Easter eggs. There is a ton of vampire Easter eggs, so I can't say that it's not done without love. Mm. But you could feel the studio even tell them towards the last 15 minutes, wrap it up. There is some pretty bad CGI in the back back end of this. But uh, overall, it's a solid rent. If, If you're a romance person, go in with those expectations. And then be surprised ah. with uh, what the surprise is in the background. But there are a lot of um, nice little Easter eggs to uh, several different movies. Again, it's like trying to keep it a twist, but at the same time, it's not really a twist. Even in the posters I just showed, it practically tells you what this movie is about. Uh, and there are a lot of Hunger Game references. So if you're a big Hunger Games fan, I guess this is for you as well. The Invitation. Catch it once it's available as a decent rent it. Moving on to the next one is the series Mike. It is covering the controversial Mike Tyson in what I feel really is a movie that they took and chopped it up Quibi style to give you these 20 minute Mm. episodes because nah, they they should have just been a feature film Uh, right off the bat. Stretched. Yeah. The real Mike Tyson already said uh, he don't like it. (laughs) Um, He's making his own. I can see why uh, it, it rushes through a lot of his life. It's told in a perspective where he's giving this, uh, I guess he went on tour and he kind of gave like a talk from the stage. So Trevante Rhodes is playing him as the older version, kind of giving you the callback to this is me when I was a little kid. And then from being a little kid, I was in juvie. When I was in juvie, I learned how to fight. And then we're just building up from that chapter by chapter. But they're 20 something minutes long. They're not long enough. I would say if you're doing eight episodes, Mike Tyson. Hmm deserves at least an hour just to learn how he trained another hour to see how he got to where he is um i like the way it's told it's uh very snappy you know they're they're someone will ask a question in a flashback and he'll answer it in the present or he'll set up something and then it'll cut to the flashback answering it so it's it's got a a nice flow to it but even in that it should be taking its time um i'm intrigued because we recorded mm-hmm. something with our good boy elliot from movie files and he was talking about um how it gets really good towards the middle part uh but so far i'm just reviewing the first two episodes i'm curious to see where it leads and i am a person where even if the main guy who it's about doesn't like it i like to see the unauthorized ones and then i'll see your authorized one that i know is going to be a little bit more tame but yeah uh Travante Rhodes, he's giving it his all <laughs> a little more uh yeah, that's the thing about the unauthorized is maybe you can get in some of the uglier material, and there's definitely plenty of that like more uh, questionable material in, career, in Mike's career. Uh, but the thing that really intrigued me, or maybe even worried me, I, I would say, 
when we talked about this last week was it's those half hour episodes. Like we, we've seen, it's rare, very rare for a drama to only go half hour. And I, I don't know from the you way it. you're pitching, it makes it sound like it feels truncated easily. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it yeah. definitely was a movie. That's what it feels like. So I'd say maybe if it was a movie to mm. flow better, but even in that, it definitely seems like they went totally. through a story as fast as possible. I think we had gotten a question that you had said about the show. A comment from uh, Davis Loves Movies saying that they they loved it, but all the discourse about this has been about how Mike disapproved, and they even turned off comments apparently everywhere. But Davis mentions you won't get something like this if he approves of it, in his opinion. There you go, and that's exactly why I think it's okay to get a slew of different stuff. His is still going to come out. Let him do his, but I think that yeah. there's clearly things when he's producer on it that he's going to take out. And this one, you know, I mean, I get everything accurate but it's willing to talk about things that he wouldn't talk about so um mike it is just beginning i think there are two episodes in total out on hulu give it a watch if you're interested uh, i'm curious to see how it develops in his eight cool. episodes the next thing would be the new a24 movie we st- a- a24 has had one hell of a year zach and i have been putting together on our a part, run our part two for our a24 bracket because so much stuff has come out just in 2022 a, we still got the B side of it. There's mm-hmm. so much coming up, but what has come out yeah. this year has been outstanding. Um, and this is the newest one. It is a movie about this kid who kind of wants to be a cartoonist. Shout out Daniel. He is Chicken Nugget Kid from uh, eighth grade. <laughs> eighth he do- grade. He does a really good job here uh, wanting to be this cartoonist who kind of is in that crossroads of does he want to finish high school? Should he even be able to go to school? He doesn't want to rely on his parents, but, you know, they do have the art college money. So he's this very conflicted kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you begin the movie on this, like, really crazy incident. It is uh, another movie that is cut up very much like a Safety Brothers movie because I think it was you who brought it up mm-hmm. to me. And you see it right at the beginning. They're producers on this. If you've seen any of the actors that they like to work with, they all appear in this movie. Um, and yeah. I liked it. It's a, it's a nice little indie movie about, you know, trying to find yourself and not, you know, being this label of, yeah, you may have a certain style that you're going for and whatever your passion is. His is cartooning. But he realizes mm-hmm. that he also needs to do the, like, corporate drawings because that's what they're looking for. And, and he always right. excuses it as it's, it's the range. Um, so with that, I, there was also a, a letter that the director wrote. He made his own little cartoon, imploring people to go watch the movie to support it in any way that they can. And uh, I think it's very much in that indie spirit. So if you're interested in this movie, go give it a watch. Support Chicken Nugget Kid. It is available in theaters, but also on demand. Yeah, this isn't one of the only ones I was able to catch this week. And oh, nice. I, I liked it quite a bit. It's got this. I've got. It's got this real energy to it, and I, I love that. It kind of. I think it really accurately uh, gets across the feeling of caring way more about a thing than everybody else around you, right? Like when yes. you have that passion and you don't feel it reflected back at you with the, with your upbringing, with your friends or whatever. Uh, but there's also just an aspect to the movie that's very kind of like raw and dirty and literally sweaty. Uh, it, it, I've seen people call it disgusting. What do you think about how <laughs> grimy their oh. approach was to this movie? I, I, it's literally his drawings the way that he draws things it's very over the top it's almost like you want to unattractive if you want to use that phrase uh (laughs) i I like that it's showing you yeah it's like the direction that his mind would have done like he's a cartoonist but if he was directing his movie this is what it would feel like so i appreciated it and i want to say uh Mm -hmm. there's a movie coming out in tiff uh i like movies same tone 
same vibe. It's it's that kid Very who, cool. who overly cool. loves something and he feels no one around him, like you said, uh, appreciates it. So right. put this one on your radar if you're an A24 fan, if, if you're a um, Safety Brothers fan, or if the premise intrigues you, I think it'll it'll live up to it. I'd give it a, a pretty high rent. Yeah, same for me. Funny pages. Moving on to two little docs as we're in our number five and four spot. History 101, just really quick. It was a Netflix series that I think is still going to be running for its third season. Little just like 20 minute episodes. Uh, this season they talked about the MP3 player. So they go through, you know, everything hmm. from vinyl to uh, cassettes, all that stuff to the MP3. They had covered dating apps, lasers. I really like this series. It's, it's a nice little like... Uh, time capsule of certain events that have happened in history and i think they go to, they do a good job at uh, summarizing certain events and things as opposed to a lot of other netflix stuff that very much feels opinionated i think that they do a great job at backing up a lot of the stuff that they cover to catch you up on things uh and the end is nigh which is another thing that's catching you up on things but it's more so bill nigh going through every possible mm. way we could die i did not i i mean it's in the mm. name the end is nigh, but I didn't think yeah. he's gonna. He was gonna go number one. Here's how we may die from tsunamis. Number two. Here's how <laughs> we may die it from this so thing. literal. It is. It is a pretty depressing show because he also does these like as you see him right there on an airplane uh, or arguing with a politician played by um, what's his name from Family Guy. Uh, he puts you through it. He's like, this is how we're gonna suffer. So I may not recommend this much enough, uh, recommend this one to a high degree, but it, it, it's still the interesting Bill Nye that we know where he's able to succinctly like break down a topic that may be too confusing, but do it in a way where you understand, ah, okay, this is what's leading to this problem. Um, mm-hmm. The most depressing you'll ever see Bill Nye, though. So uh, if you wanted more Bill Nye, <laughs> probably go catch the classics, but this is one where he definitely has a message about like, we got to change our ways. Uh, or bad stuff's going to happen. It could have used better CGI, though, I will say that. Um, but History 101, a nice little um, series that I really enjoyed season one of, and I would recommend season two over on Netflix. Very cool. My top three, though, and I think, Zach, you've been able to catch this first one right here. We'll talk about it quickly. Yeah. Originally titled 892 Breaking is the newest movie that uh, came out of Sundance. It was able to win, I believe, an award, if I'm not mistaken. It stars John Boyega. He's EP on it. He's been going around saying he begged Michael K. Williams to come in and do this movie with him as well. Uh, As you see from the poster, a lot of people call it Dog Day Afternoon. Everyone's referenced, what's that Denzel movie? John Q. This is John Boyega doing a really good character study on a dude who's real. Um, It's about a man who was not given uh, not just his rights, but money that he was owed as a vet. And he ends up going into this bank, holding it hostage with a bomb that he has strapped. And he is the nicest, nicest bank robber that you have ever seen in your life so it leaves you with this very conflicted state of what is he thereafter uh the performances by the two bank tellers who ends up keeping especially by nicole bahari fantastic we've talked a good chunk about this movie it is now in theaters i would recommend it i I wish they would have remained with the 892 title but it is also playing in theaters and will be out on prime i want to say somewhere in the fall so if you're not able to catch this in theaters i would implore you to catch it uh when it is streaming Definitely a real actor's showcase. I think both of us were saying Nicole Bahari was one of the big winners uh, out of Sundance because she's so, so good in this and also very good in another movie that we're going to mention in our picks for the week. Uh, but John Boyega, a guy who I think a lot of people 
had begun to doubt in his abilities, in his range, uh, after, you know, being asked to yell and run for three Star Wars movies and not much else, really showing that he he's more than just this, like, ball of charisma. There is a lot of, like, depth to that energy and to those performances. So he's excellent here. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just a very solid thriller with very solid acting. Mm-hmm. Everything that John Boyega has done post-Star Wars has impressed me time and time again. Antonio Gonzalez in the live stream saying that they caught Breaking last week and thought there were great performances but felt like something was lacking and asked what do you think it was, if anything. You have an idea? Because I would also say it's maybe not quite at that level of the John Q's or Dog Day afternoons as much as I did find it satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I think it just... The, it, there's a little bit of a lack of of build. It does yeah. kind of feel like the movie sort of sort of decides to end as it's getting going. Part of that, I would say, has to do with the story. You know, the way that it actually played right. out for him in Atlanta that can feel very mm-hmm. anticlimactic from a viewer's perspective. I think it does fit for uh, that character's arc, being a real person. But I do agree. Right. I would give this one a junior price. Whereas something like John Q, I think, mm-hmm. is way higher. It's more of a combo. And it is just the way that the story is totally. built. The performances stand out so much, and they're so good that it makes you wonder, why are we waiting here? But you're also kind of like waiting with the characters. So you're not getting all of this like extra tension that you would while he's being ignored. It's a lot more subtle, I would say. So I, I, I don't disagree with Antonio at all. Totally. It's definitely one of those where, on a rewatch, you're catching little nuances that he gave. And that's why I would call it more of a character mm-hmm. study as opposed to um, like a bank heist thriller. But... Uh, I see that. I see that. Breaking. Catch it. If you're able to. I I, I don't know. Yeah. It, it's like a Gotham Award nominee. You know? that That's like as right. far as I see yeah. uh, a lot of these Sundance um, movies that don't end up going all the way to the gold. They end up getting a lot of performances that get picked up from there. And I think Nicole does a good, great job here. Totally. For my top two, Zach, I don't know mo- how much Little Baby you know. But there is a new documentary that was getting uh, really hyped up because I wasn't sure if it was going to be part of their freebie or their mm-hmm. actual Prime stuff. Because last week or two weeks ago, freebie, which is the free version of Prime, ended up getting uh, the Post Malone one. It was like his whole tour that they got. This new one is called Untrapped, the story of Lil Baby going through how Lil Baby was making millions of dollars before he had even started rapping. And uh, we went through this whole like breakdown. Of the, of the tiers of rappers. There are rappers who are really good storytellers, but they didn't do anything. You know? I, I, would, I would put that mm-hmm. akin to like Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese listened and was such a good storyteller. He knows how to bring those gangster stories to life. Lil Baby's on the side of like, uh, Young Thug appears in this doc. Gunna appears in this doc. People who have done said things that they rap in their verses and have people who have come up to him and said, these other people are just rapping your story. Why don't you rap it yourself? And it's so intriguing to see a dude who was making so much money and was willing to put all that to the side for the long game. There's a lot more you can get into this because uh, a lot of the interviews with Young Thug and Gunna definitely feel like perfect things, perfect talking heads you want out during this period in time. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, but it's a very fascinating <laughs> story to see how he's developed and a lot of the changes that he's made and just understanding the system. There's some very clever edits in this movie that I was not expecting. Uh, as you see a guy who, once he leaves his place in Atlanta and starts traveling the world, that he realizes there's Atlantas everywhere. And he starts reshaping mm-hmm. the way he thinks. Um, 
there's there's a lot of call outs. They call out Anthony Fantano in this in the most clever way by not even showing him. <laughs> just like having a snippet of him reviewing one of the mixtapes and going like, well, doesn't that look really dumb now in retrospect? Um, you know, Lil Baby mm. may not be everybody's type of music, but I think uh, what he's been able to accomplish, and especially they break down during that Grammys run. I did not know that his album in 2020 premiered at one. Three months later, somehow popped back up. And was on there for five weeks straight. Some really, really uh, good clips in, in this. Uh, a lot of his backstory um, and how he's dealt being in the industry. I would recommend it. It's over on Prime. Untrapped, the story of Lil Baby. I've been liking a lot of the rap docs we've been getting gotta, this year, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's more and more of them. And I guess, you know, we're, we're getting a better hit rate than, on them. I got to ask you the question that we, we encounter pretty much any time we do one of these music documentaries. Do you feel like it's they have the freedom and they're really giving you the story? Does it feel like a promotional material? I'm not going to lie. It, it hides Somewhere a, in between? It hides a little bit more on the promotional material because as much as the story is untrapped, mm-hmm. you know, he's in Atlanta, the trap, trying to get out of the him realizing that system. There's a certain point when you realize, is he not still trapped being in the music industry? <laughs> like, is he not still in that in that era <laughs> of having to perform and everything else? So uh, if they would have gotten into that, I would right. say it's definitely more of a uh, documentary that's trying to get into his headspace. At 90 minutes, it's a pretty clean cut. Look at Lil Baby. Look at his accomplishments. Look where we picked him up. It, yeah, it is a little bit more manufactured. I won't lie about that. I still enjoy but it, the story is still there. I, yeah, I think it's fascinating yeah. to be able to show his rise to fame and what he's been able to become. And then also a lot of the changes, because, again, with certain Rico charges that have happened, he somehow was able to get out of that. So you can attribute that <laughs> to the change and the untrappedness that he's gone through. But Lil Baby, the story or untrapped, the story of Lil Baby out on Amazon Prime. But my number one pick, Zach, I don't know if you've seen this. I was not expecting this, but I'm, I'm glad to hear it. I wasn't expecting this. We just got the screeners for season three of Rami. But if you've seen that show, he's got, I want to say it's his cousin, right, in the show. Uh, he, would, mm-hmm. he would be playing like the dude who's always like giving him advice. Now, Mo Mohammed has his own show out on Netflix about just him living in Houston, trying to just make it by. He calls himself a free agent refugee because he can't be, he's not from here. There's nowhere to deport him to. So the whole show is just like him trying to get by. He does this really interesting code switching where he'll speak Spanish because he's in Texas and then he'll speak Arabic Mm -hmm. and then he'll do that Southern accent when he's trying to talk to the other folk in (laughs) Texas. It's just like he flows into these pockets of comedy and just uh, really just his day-to-day life that I found to be so fascinating if you've seen the show rammy over on hulu which i think zach and i would both recommend that may sometimes get too heady and philosophical he's like very i would say rammy's way more depressing in his thoughts uh and, and mm-hmm. being out of pocket not that he isn't but his definitely comes off more like a feel-good comedy even with all the right. baggage that he's got i don't even want to spoil what he gets into but he practically covers every aspect of the american experience uh in this hmm. he's dealing with his his mom trying to get him his asylum he's got a girlfriend but she's mexican and catholic will she convert all of these ins and outs to what's going on in his story and i absolutely found it hilarious i thought it was heartwarming and it left me with a cliffhanger where i need mo season two right now Watch the trailer. Oh, wow. I don't want to spoil the jokes, but the trailer has two of my favorite jokes, and I'm like, right, they know exactly how to market this. Mo, I think it's, yeah, eight episodes. They all go by really quick. It is the best thing that I caught this week, and it's all streaming on Netflix. 
that's very exciting to hear. I guess I got another show to catch on Netflix. Uh, we got a comment already in the live stream from Gray on the Water. They said they loved Rami, was so excited to see Rami produce another show with Mo. Uh, they're a Latina from South Texas, so they love the girlfriend's character and the fact that he learned Spanish. So yes. you got you got the South Texas approval. Nice. Uh, yeah, no, this this show is it's it's fantastic. It, it's really funny. And I uh, we were just talking about like Joe Coy's movie Easter Sunday, where it definitely felt like he has everything like he's got everything down when it comes to stand up. And then when they made a movie, they re- they didn't know how to translate that. So they just tried to reset him up with stand up material. Like, here's the mic. Try to say something. This works better than a stand up. I was actually catching some of his stand up. And I'm like, yo, your jokes work better in the show than they do when you're trying to like do it in front of an audience. So uh, it is a great adaptation to a lot of the experiences that he's gone through. If you like a standup, I honestly think you may like his show even more. Give me that season two, dude. I'm very curious to see your thoughts very on this cool. one. Um, Cause uh, yeah, it goes hand yeah, in hand. Let's, with let's hope Netflix doesn't cancel this one too. It better not dude. Uh, a really good job at uh, being able to go in and out of different languages. It, effortlessly i was very surprised with mo so that would be at the top of my list but in the meantime before we get to the new to see zach i think you're you're coming in in 5g speeds shout out the intercutes yeah before we get to that those new to see we would like to thank the intercutie plus patrons those wonderful people who are supporting the show they are ewan julietta garrett tim elizabeth josh ashley marion michael da matt and die our academy level members are tushar cademan connor pete sean may and ricky and of course a big thanks to the producer level patrons those are awkward and you denvere Thanks again for all the support and a reminder that you too can become a member at patreon.com slash intercutpod where you can sign up for patron benefits like early access to intercut episode outlines, access to the private channels on our intercut discord, and an invitation to our monthly patron Google meetings. We just held one of those last week, a, a fun debate over our next bracket episode. They got a sneak peek at what the uh, an upcoming episode's bracket will be. And uh, we're actually going to send out a couple episode outlines soon too. So for as little as $1 a month, you can become part of the Inner Cutie team. Beautiful. And uh, yeah, that was, <laughs> we, we went at it there. We, we tried to not, we were the tiebreakers, but they were going in on it. They were. Uh, I love the dissertations. Ricky was giving a whole breakdown. He was so into it, making sure he had everything down that he needed. It was a lot of fun. And uh, we will be having an A24 one coming up soon, as soon as those other releases come out. Yeah. Um, and a couple of other brackets. So that, that, was, that was really fun to do. So stick tuned. Yeah, and... Well, well, let's throw in a quick question here before we get Shoot. to those new to see. Devesh wanted to uh, ask us, should we be worried about Don't Worry Darling? Where are you at with Don't Worry, Jerry, Don't Worry Darling? You know how those people will make a joke on like Twitter and then they think they're so original but everyone's made it? This was one where I laughed yeah. every single time I saw <laughs> breaking news that has been changed no, to we worried. Worry Darling. <laughs> it's bad. It's real bad. Yeah. I mean, the thing to me that's the most damning, and I know there are people saying there's other reasons for this, is the idea that Florence Pugh is not doing press for the film after Venice that just, it's just a very rare and honestly, like probably 
like going against something in her contract to opt out of press for a movie like this. So there's there's got to be reasons. Yeah, they, they might not uh, be break, quality reasons, but there's definitely. I think reasons. it's freezing you up. Uh, Olivia oh. Wilde came in and started hacking your your internet service. Broke. She don't want to hear you talking smack. <laughs> you're <laughs> breaking a bit. But yeah, no, I agree with what you're saying. I mean, it came out the Shia LaBeouf stuff, right? Then it mm. turned out maybe that wasn't true. It's he did not get fired. He goes, you didn't fire me. You begged me to come back. So right. uh, there's a line number one. The second one ended up being Florence. Uh, she was paid just as much as Harry, who I may or may not be in another relationship with. There's no proof for that yet. And it <laughs> seems now that she's backed out of it, people are like, wait, is she lying about the... Wait, I thought this was part of the movement to change things. And then the third one coming right. out where she's like, yes, I'm finally admitting me and my co-star are together. And the co-star said crickets. <laughs> so it has just been a crazy <laughs> release. We are, what, two, three weeks away from it? I'm still excited for it. Yeah. Um, Same. I'm going to catch it for sure. But it's just, yeah, it's been really crazy to see the behind the scenes to it. It's been very ugly. There needs to be a movie about the press run to Don't Worry Darling. I will say that. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I mean, that, that itself might be the real drama. It, it's messed up. But... Um, we will have that in a future new to see. But in the meantime, as we move to September, we have a couple of good stuff that is out in the horizon. Starting off with some stuff that is getting a wide release. Uh, 3,000 Years of Longing. I don't know if you had the chance to catch this yet, Zach, because I know you are overseas. Maybe they have it over there. But I it is expanding. too many things to do. <laughs> you, uh, you didn't have time for the hour 48 yeah. genie lovemaking movie before you dipped? <laughs> oh, I wish uh, I did. I, I honestly considered it like in the dying hours before my flight. I was going to catch this one earlier today, but I figured we'll save this one for when Zach gets back because I know this one played at con. It's the new one from George yes. Miller. I think the worst thing they've done is try to bait people that it's the it, yeah. Mad Max director. And then they sit down and they're like, this, this isn't Mad Max. It's a completely different vibe. I've heard people say that it's very slow, <laughs> but... I'm excited for it. It's playing in some Dolby mm-hmm. theaters until the end of the week. Same. So I'm going to try to try to catch one in mm-hmm. there because, you know, he's got that visual style. But 3,000 Years of Longing should be expanding in a theater near you. Another expansion that we talked about last week. We've got links to this, and it's it's pretty solid. The Good Boss. Uh, this was the submission yeah. to the Oscars over Parallel Mothers that we had mentioned about a boss who comes out very good until a lot of little mm-hmm. cracks start appearing. And there's a dude outside his factory always... Uh, mm. protesting against them and it starts to build and build and build up on him. Really good performance from Bardem. This should be expanding in a couple of other theaters near your area. Patience. I don't know if you've seen the screeners to this or if you got them. It's a mini series that's coming out. Not yet. Um, I look, it, it's Steve Carell, Domino Gleason. It seems very interesting, but a lot of mm-hmm. the uh, recent stuff from Hulu never, like, it, you feel like it's going to be this fantastic thing, and then it just edges out. Candy was the most recent yeah. one that I can think of that I didn't realize. Um, HBO is making another one of Candy. Did you know that? With Elizabeth Olsen, yeah. Intercut will be doing their version of Candy uh, in December. <laughs> feel free to tune in on the Patreon. But <laughs> look, again, I don't want to get too hyped up for it. I will only say that because it's FX... I'm leaning towards kind of being excited for it, but I, I'm always good for a nice yeah. little mystery thriller. So the patience out on Hulu this upcoming week. Definitely going to try catching in that. theaters. You gonna catch Gigi and Nate over there? They might they might get a world release over eh. there. 
Uh, it's a true story about <laughs> a young guy who uh, is able to uh, have this relationship with his service monkey, his service animal. I, I, mm. For the monkey aficionados out there, I want to say it's a, it is a capuchin monkey. I want to get corrected there. But this is going to have its whole theatrical release as well as Regal giving out a bunch of free tickets for this. So if you haven't <laughs> been back to theaters, maybe, maybe this is the one right here. Uh, pretty sad yeah. cast of it. But uh, yeah, it seems like a cute little family movie that's coming out. Gigi and Nate. Tell, the complete, tell every monkey fan you know. All of them. Uh, anyone who felt Gordy was bad representation, there you go. On the opposite <laughs> side, a movie that I like, but I see it's getting mixed reviews right here. Look, 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 look. I'm going to defend oh, this one. Oh, it's in theaters, but it's also on Peacock. Look, maybe you won't give this a chance in theaters. Please at least give it the chance on Peacock. Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul is a mockumentary that we were able to catch at Sundance. It was one of my highly anticipated ones. Uh, Jordan Peele on board as executive producer. Daniel Kaluuya mm-hmm. also on board as executive producer. Zach, when did it happen that we got the trailer to get out and everyone said, the Mad TV guy? The the comedian from Key and Peele? <laughs> what? No. Then it becomes one of the greatest horror movies of all time. Us. Yep. Nope. His tra- his name is now on the trailer to a comedy, and they're like, really? The horror guy? <laughs> How does that happen? He went from being the comedy guy. I mean, now he's too much the horror guy. Maybe he's just producing really good content, and it can go any which way, any which genre. And I right. think that... That Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul does a really good job at getting into this niche of these evangelical, really mega churches that take advantage of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I think it's very introspective. I will say that the more you know this culture, I think the funnier you may find it. But the more you know right. this culture, the more you're going to hate that R rating because it gets into some really, <laughs> really niche but crazy uh, satirical humor. Uh, I would recommend yeah. it. But catch it at home at least. Yeah, as somebody... As somebody who didn't grow up in the church or anything, I definitely felt like there were maybe things that were going over my head, but it didn't, like, rob me of enjoying the experience, particularly because Regina Hall and Sterling K. Brown are just so good and funny in this movie, so good opposite one another. And beyond that, too, I actually think there's something really interesting going on with the filmmaking in that we've seen so many movies and shows, particularly, like, particularly since The Office, really try to adapt that mockumentary style and this is one of the first that I've seen that's taken that and and really tried to innovate on it in that it, the, it is mockumentary but there's also these moments that are meant to kind of be not the mockumentary yeah and I, I don't know it, it's it creates this really interesting contrast that I I want to rewatch it to to kind of like dive back into that uh, I think it's definitely worth your time at least for those performances literally uh, Nicole Bahari who who we had mentioned and Regina Hall do a fantastic job there is a short mm-hmm. of this it's a specific scene that ended up inspiring this uh, it's the one in the hallway that has the Hong for Jesus slogan in it so if you're curious and in investing at least that to see if you like it give it a shot but again this is going to be in theaters and streaming this week it's technically the biggest biggest one that's coming out uh, other than jaws which is getting a re-release but in terms of the last mm. two new releases house of hammer if you're not watching house of dragons maybe house <laughs> of hammer will do it for you it's still on discovery <laughs> plus because they haven't merged yet but if you haven't gotten your discovery plus account this is what they're banking on a three-part series about the the hammers i think a lot of people still believe yeah. that he's part of arm and hammer Dynasty, I, I, I think it's not true, but even I'm like, is he though? I don't, I don't know his background. So this three-part documentary, I think, is going to be something that I, I'll be taking a bite of. 
I don't know about you, Zach. I mean, I will maybe wait to see whether or not it's got a, a you know, interesting stuff, or if it's just trying to be the sensationalist thing. But easily, you there's know, a, there's a guy playing people Army Hammer. Find out. Why? <laughs> it's not even okay. It's gonna Why? be like recreations. It it feels just as trashy yeah. as the story that they're trying to call trashy. Exactly. So, uh, House of Hammer. You know, Discovery Plus is saying we could do what Netflix does, but maybe even better coming out this week and then the last thing probably the biggest one it's going to be very interesting to have two of these shows going simultaneously yeah Prime. jeff bezos definitely hopes it's going to be the biggest one. Oh my goodness the lord of the rings the rings of power lord of the rings show yes. begins this week on amazon prime <laughs> all of the money has been invested everyone's been making jokes left and right that this is the only show where if it fails people think their toilet paper is going to go up um <laughs> i feel nothing i'm not the biggest fan yeah, but even the big fans that I know, I they're really quiet. They're like they don't want to get their hopes up. <sighs> right. I don't know. They're, they're doing I mean, some it's screenings weird. in theaters, just, but go ahead. It just sort of feels l- like a more desperate attempt than even House of the Dragon, because at least House of the Dragon is rooted in something that George R. R. Martin wrote. This is like, okay, we can't just redo the Peter Jackson movie, so let's let's figure something out. So, and yeah. I don't know, like, I think people who really love Lord of the Rings love it for the, like, smaller scale aspects of it. The fact that it's like ultimately these little hobbits that are the hero of the story, not the great warriors. And this looks like, nah, we want big battles. Like we, we want the climax of the two towers, but every, every week. So I don't know. Something, something feels off, but I'll watch. Maybe, maybe it'll turn out to be good. Do you feel that it can be solid, but a lot of people don't know how to differentiate that? Oh, well I've seen this in something else. So it's going to be bogged down mm. by the comparisons of every other big epic that we've seen recently. That too. I mean, like when Lord of the Rings came out, those original films, it did have, it did feel, feel different. There was a scale to it and a vision to it that I, I feels a little bit more commonplace now. Yeah. So I don't think it's, it's going to, you know, be so unique, be so be as much of a standout as it necessarily needs to be. But you know, we are we are talking off of trailer footage, and I don't. Yeah. Know, they're not the best trailers, but trailers don't always tell you what to what to expect. So we will see. Um, but yeah, that would be all for the releases. I also had the little ad that played there. The more fun stuffs, the more fun stuff. Zach, are you going to see the Spider Man more fun stuff? It has more fun stuff, Zach. <laughs> 11 extra minutes oh my goodness uh for those of you who are how, how in, could i how could i not if you're interested in that i did not realize that this september 3rd is cinema day so three dollar movies everywhere oh. you go uh so there you go big psa for any of the stuff that we had mentioned if you don't want your peacock account i know someone had asked is the peacock gonna cover it i don't know I, i'm hoping it's with ads but there are some stuff that they put on Peacock for Hunk for Jesus where you need to buy the at least $5 version with ads because they may not give it to you. It's, I think Halloween Kills did the same thing where it wasn't the free version. It was the $5 version with ads and then $10, no ads. But uh, we're going to get into some crazy tier systems. Either way, um, the more fun <laughs> stuff, you can watch it for $3 this Saturday. It, it's mm. I went, I checked Regals. I checked my Marcus Theaters, my AMC Theaters. 40x, IMAX, ScreenX, everything is $3. So 
It's on Saturday. Really? Shabbat Shalom. You can go there, bring your whole family, three bucks, anything you want. I'm watching it. I want to see it in 40X. <laughs> it's the cheapest you're going to get. Tickets, $3 all around. But, Zach, what are your picks for this week? Uh, if we're talking picks for the week, I'm, I'm going with Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul, as we mentioned earlier. I mean, at least to me, it's probably the, the funniest new movie out in a little bit. And uh, I like those performances a lot. And I, I'm also going House of the Dragon. You know, I'm, I'm still I'm more loyal to Game of Thrones than I am Lord of the Rings. And that show is still like really good. Uh, I think the second episode continued to kind of expand the world and really does a great job of bringing you into the types of interactions that you want from a Game of Thrones really quickly. Like there are Good. there are dramatic confrontations, there are big reveals, there's a battle looming in episode three that I know is going to be epic. So yeah. Already? Uh, I'm I'm pretty pretty far in on House of the Dragon already. Okay. Yeah. Uh, also for my picks for the week, the resort, I, I really enjoyed the first couple episodes of this, uh, peacock, uh, exp like true crime conspiracy vacation show, kind of like, you know, a weird offshoot white Lotus or something. Yeah. Uh, and it is wrapping up on Thursday, the season finale. So I, I'm a couple episodes behind, but I'll probably catch up now that they're, uh, going to all be available. And I guess my last pick of the week, I, I got some time on the plane to <laughs> catch up on some classic films. And you know what's actually pretty fun? Those huh. Beatles comedies, those old Beatles comedies are actually kind of a good time. All right. Uh, I, I watched A Hard Day's Night for the first time and actually laughed way more than I expected to. Damn. Plus you get some Beatles performances in it and it's, it's only like 88 minutes. That's a solid, easy, easy, good time. You don't even necessarily have to pay the most attention to it. It's on the Criterion channel. So, you know, sign up for that Criterion channel membership and maybe watch some uh, classic Beatles laughs. Those Beatles guys, they, they've had several good movies and docs this, this, this yeah. year. They have They're a going somewhere. They're going somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was part of Zach's, like, I, my man had, like, 25 hours to watch. How many did you watch? Five movies? <laughs> Four movies, and, and two oh. of them were over two hours long. So, yeah, I, I, it's on the Criterion Collection. I was going through my Criterion Collection, too, and I'm like, yo, there's a bunch of good stuff. Because it's not just a movie. You get all of the, like, supplements and different things that come with it. So, uh, it's also on HBO Max, so. Good little throwback pick there. Uh, sticking with HBO Max, I got a couple of docs that I want to give the recommendation to this week. Katrina Babies. I had recommended the show on Apple TV last week, which was about um, was it Five Days of Memorial that's taking place uh, mm. in the hospital during Katrina. This is about all of the kids who are now grown up and what they've had to deal with, especially after the levees broke. It wasn't just a disaster, but how they tried to recoup. And how things did not go well there. So this played at Tribeca and it is now streaming on HBO Max. Another little doc that's over on Netflix would be Untold, The Rise and Fall of And One. Yeah, this Untold series. I got this one too. This solid, dude. They are just really, really solid. Yeah. I know the, the one last week that was a two-parter about um, the, the girlfriend the who wasn't there. One, yeah. yeah, they're just, you had called them 30 for 30s. And, and like we were like, ah, we don't want to, they're not up there that prestige, but they're... <laughs> They're not bad. You know, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. Yeah. And they, they've been really consistent with them. Netflix has done a really good job at releasing these documentaries. Um, they're short, sweet, to the point, and they, they cover a lot of really good ground. So uh, if you remember And One, I would highly recommend going to go check this out because it, it was a crazy yeah. throwback to see Man, the phenomenon that it was. You remember that Nike commercial, though? Because that is a, one of the great 
that's commercials. What I, and I didn't realize how devastating it was <laughs> for end one. Yeah. It's, it's, it, yeah, it, it's crazy to see a lot of the stuff in retrospect and then also like in how many shows it was that it appeared in and just mm-hmm. like its roots of where it came from to end up being like on Friends and stuff. It, it's a really good one. I would recommend a lot of the other untold uh, docs that are coming out because I think they're releasing them weekly. Um, also, Dragons, like Zach said, it's, it's just solid. Some people don't want to watch it because they felt like they're really behind on Game of Thrones. But I think you were telling me it's now been sandwiched in like George ain't playing. He's he went. All right, the Thrones is the middle now. This is the prequel, mm-hmm. and then the Jon mm-hmm. Snow one's going to be last. So even if you haven't caught up, this is actually the best starting point. Because one, I'm hoping they got everything together. <laughs> They're not going to fail you like they did on the previous show. Uh, yeah, but even then, let's, let's hope. There's so much good stuff besides season eight from the last uh, series <laughs> that is still worth watching. And here, they're approaching it in an, uh, I think, even more concise way. Um, and you don't have to worry about all of the stuff that came before it. You could start here, and then if you love that, once you finish House of the Dragon, can yeah. you believe that there's another eight seasons, seven definitely good ones, uh, that are waiting for you? And then the Jon Snow <laughs> one. So House of the Dragon has been yeah. really good. I was going to watch it last night, but I want to wake up my neighbors. As soon as I'm done here, I'm going to have those <laughs> dragons roaring on the base. So There was a bit of a controversy with this week's episode, though, in that they finally revealed the the opening titles and reused the theme from Game of Thrones. Where do you where do you stand on that controversy? It's clean. I don't mind it. Do you? (laughs) It's great. I I don't mind it. I mean, like, so the arguments that I've seen is that, like, there's no other thing that's done this. Like, when Frasier spun off of Cheers, they didn't reuse the Cheers theme song. That's what I think of when I think It's also different. Like... (laughs) Right, exactly. They're they're like they're trying to capture a specific mood. I mean, yeah, it's obviously like, oh, well, if you like this, you're gonna like this. But like, yeah, I do, I do, I like do that, like and I that. want more of it. I I saw one com- one composer say like they feel like it's not the Game of Thrones theme, but the theme of Westeros, and that's how I'm choosing to look at it too. Like it's just it's the theme for all of this story. Interesting, right? whether it's like years before Thrones or years after it. To me, it's the theme for the Targaryen. But mm, I like yours right. more because the Targaryens can die and Targaryen. the, the Westeros. Yeah. So I, I don't mind it that much, especially because yeah. I do see it as a whole through line of the story, in my opinion. I, exactly. I don't think it's that bad. Plus. And it slaps. If it wasn't a. <laughs> I was literally about like to say. Like if it wasn't great, they wouldn't use it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Succession. You get the pass two if you ever do a spin <laughs> Uh, in terms yes. of movies in theaters, I am doubling it up for Honk for Jesus. Again, if you're kind of iffy on it, the trailer doesn't sell you, at least give it to watch on Peacock. Hopefully you can watch it free with ads. Um, but I will be in the theater for this reissue. It's the only one I care about. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man can come out with its 11 minutes. I saw someone joking about the 11 minutes in the elevator. But Jaws, getting that re-release in theaters. I don't think it's because it's going the full IMAX scope, but they've updated the audio uh, it's supposed to be this crazy mix for it. And I know that in a lot of theaters, they're going to be giving out um, like posters and stuff. So I, I am so excited to catch this uh, again. If you have an IMAX playing it and hopefully they got the $3 discounts on uh, the third, try that out. I am really excited to see Jaws on the big screen. I've seen E.T. I've seen Jurassic. Yeah. Um, there's also a 3D version of this. I guess I'm sticking with the IMAX version. But if you do see the 3D one and you recommend it, let me know. Um and then if you're at home, just two quick picks. Nope. 
is streaming. I don't want to call it streaming. It is available on demand <laughs> to rent. Uh, if, yeah. if you're someone who still hasn't gone back to the theaters for any reason whatsoever, it is now available at home. 19.99 rental. This is where we've talked about with a rental that big. What would when would you recommend that? A movie like this. This is a combo price to me. Mm-hmm. And a combo price means you go out to the movie theater and get your popcorn and everything to watch this movie that I highly recommend. If it's available at home, nineteen ninety nine is that combo price price. Get it for 48 hours. Binge watch that. Pause and do all these frames. Listen to all these theory videos because I think this is that movie that's worth getting into. Um, I- I'm about to rent it tonight. I can't wait to buy it. I- I've already got my pre-order for the Blu-ray. Or sorry, the, the Steelbook. It looks... I don't know if you've seen it, Zach. It looks so good. The steelbook is fantastic. There's oh, like yeah. a map on the inside, and the, oh, it's so great. Nope is one of my Let's favorite go. movies of the year. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. One of the best of the year. Along with Top Gun. Top Gun, the movie that was yeah. number one in theaters. It's took wow, back the wow, Dolby, Zach. Wow, it's playing wow, in wow, Dolby's. It's going to cross $700 million. It made Say it so again. much money. Say it again. It's going to cross $700 million at the... Bu- it might be number one over Labor Day in its 15th week in theaters. For, for Labor Day, they are bringing back Jaws. But Jaws doesn't get every IMAX showing. They are bringing back Top Gun to IMAX. It is the best way to see yeah. do so. It's available at home. The pre-orders had it in the top five off of pre-orders. And now it's obviously number one. I bought my copy, and uh, if they're playing it in a certain IMAX near me, I'm going to watch it on the way to the theater and then watch it again in IMAX. It is, it's, it's just one of the best cinematic experiences of the summer, of the year, and it's available at home. Really good um, special features, so check that out. Other than that, awesome. a lot of good stuff that we have in the horizon, but uh, Zach, time to wrap it up because you you got to go to yeah. bed, man. <laughs> I know it is. It is one a.m. where I'm at, and oh I, I got to be up in seven hours. So uh, we'll we'll hopefully be back, or at least you'll be back next week. But that's all for this edition of the weekend must watch on Intercut. You can catch more from our channel at Intercut. You can catch more from me by following me on Twitter, Instagram, or Letterbox at Zshevich. That's Z S H E V as in Valerian I C H. And check out my YouTube or TikTok channels at Multiplex Show Art. Where can people catch more from you? You can find me over here at LME Explain. Uh, on YouTube, on Twitter, on Letterboxd, or every week here on the Intercut Podcast. You can listen to every episode of the Intercut Podcast on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. I like Overcast. And then make sure you're subscribed not just to the audio version, but to the video version as well on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash intercutpod, where you can catch our bright, smiling faces as we run through the latest in entertainment. Find new episodes of the Intercut Weekend Must Watch streaming on our YouTube channel every Monday. And please leave us a comment, like the video, and consider heading over to iTunes to give us that much-requested five-star review. Like our Facebook, follow our Instagram, follow our Twitter pages, support us on Patreon. All of them are at Intercut Pod, and you'll get updates throughout the week from Art, from me, from all the guests we feature here on Intercut. Thanks again for tuning in, and until next time, 12 years old is too young for a lady wife. I like when they call call their wives lady wives on House Uh of the Dragon. It just (laughs) makes me laugh every time. Fantastic. Also, Stream Jed, best album of the oh, end of yes. summer. <laughs> Let's go.